Well, welcome to the first Sunday of 2019, and I hope you're ready to kick off a new year. How many of you are really ready to put last year behind you? You ready to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of us are. The cool thing I love about a new year is that it feels like that clean slate in which you can write a brand new story. And, uh, and you can. Now, look at me for just a second. You know, the Bible tells us that, um, for God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And I want to encourage you with this. If you have not yet uh, accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and made a commitment to follow him, I want to encourage you to do that because here's the deal. Even though you can't go back and get a do-over for last year, he can give you the opportunity to write a brand new story beginning today. Amen? And and that's what we want to do. We want to write a brand new story. You know, if if we're going to uh, write a different story, if this makes sense, if we're going to write a different story in 2019 than the one we wrote in 2018, then it means we're going to have to do some things differently. And that's going to be our challenge for this year. And last week, as, I, as we wrapped up last year, I, I did a message uh, called Good News for a Dark World. And I shared about how Christ came and he said, you know what? I am the light of the world. But that same Christ who said that passed that baton on to us. In fact, throw that passage of scripture up on the screen for me. Read this out loud with me, church. You are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. In other words, what Christ said is that just as he came into this world to be the light of God, he has now given that responsibility to us. If you're a Christ follower, it's not a question of whether or not you are a light. The question is, how brightly are you shining? And that's what we want to kick off this year. Um, We want to have a theme that we want to operate by this year, and we want to kick it off with a sermon series beginning today called Be the Light. And our goal in this series is to help you discover how you can be the kind of light that God really wants to have. I don't know if, if you're like me, but you know, every once in a while, man, when you're watching the news or you're reading stuff, you're going, this is just a really dark world. And uh, can one light really make a difference? Well, yeah, it can in your little corner of the world. But what if we, what if we all made that commitment? What if we all made that commitment? I mean, think about our, our church, a uh, church of about 400 people. What if every single one of us made the commitment in 2019 that to the best of our ability, we are going to let the light of God shine through us. Do you think we might be able to make a difference in South Oklahoma City? It was really, really wild. Um, in 2007, there was a, um, a, a gal, 27-year-old, who was having surgery in Argentina. And uh, about halfway through this surgery, the power went off. They had a blackout in the city. There was a, a power surge, a transformer blew, and they, they were out. And this hospital went completely dark. Now, that would be really scary, especially if you were the one on the table in that time. Um, The backup generator for the hospital that was normally kick in did not operate, uh, did not kick on. So now they're in the dark, and and the doctors, and and all these folks are just kind of freaking out. Now, what do we do? 
One of the family members, when they, they heard what was going on, went to the, the waiting area, gathered up a whole bunch of other family members, brought them to there, collected all of their cell phones, and they gave them, and the hospital staff literally were in the surgery room with their cell phones, holding it over so that they had enough light to do the surgery. And when I read that, I thought, you know what? You know, one cell phone, it might have been tough to do the surgery. But when you put all of those lights together, you know what? They were able to do something pretty fantastic. And that's what I want for us. I want for us as a church to, to be that kind of congregation and to be those kinds of people. That's why last year when I was, um, I was just spending some time with God, just kind of saying, you know what, Lord, how would you have me direct our congregation this year? I kept coming back to this theme be the light. Help our people become the light of God in this very dark world. Now, come on, it's just us. How many of you would be honest enough to admit you could probably be a little brighter light than you've been thus far? Anybody? Yeah, like most of us could. Well, we want to help you with that um, in a very tangible way. In, I want you to do something for me. Inside your worship folder, there is a card that looks like this. And it is called the Be the Light Challenge. And this is going to be our challenge for you this year. When I, was, when I was thinking about what does it mean to be the light, I thought about several different things that we, we can do um, that will really help us. And, and I thought, you know, rather than just say, go be the light and you try to figure it out, I tried to put some of these down in the form of a challenge that will really help you step up. So just follow along with me on, on that card, if you would. Uh, one of the ways that we uh, become the light of God is by studying his word. Um, it says, I will commit to regularly absorbing the light of God by reading, reflecting, and applying his word to my life. Now, I'm going to unpack this a little bit more today, but, but here's kind of the big idea behind that. I want you to think this thought with me. I, I, when I was thinking about what does it mean to be the light, it hit me. You can't be the light if you don't have the light. That makes sense? It, it's interesting, this analogy uh, in Genesis 1, it said, and God created two great lights, one to rule the day and the other to rule the night, which we obviously know as the sun and the moon. Um, the moon doesn't have any light of its own, it simply reflects the light of the sun. But if the moon is full and it is fully reflecting, you know what? It can make a pretty big, make, cast a pretty good amount of light here on this world. And the same way, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He came in and while he was in the world, he was that light of God. And now he turns to us and he says, now you are the light of the world. But here's the deal. We have no light of our own. Amen? We have no light of our own. All we can do is reflect the light that God gives to us. So our challenge becomes, how am I going to open myself up to really receive that light that God has? How can I best reflect that? I can't be the light if I don't have the light. And we're going to unpack that a little bit more for you today. Another way that we, that we shine the light of God is by showing his love by showing his love. I remember John Maxwell said years ago, I, I thought this was so right on. He said, you know what? Most congregations could probably grow by 10% if they could just teach their people to smile. <laughs> I thought that is really true. You know, out of all of the world, think about it for a second, gang, for we who are Christ followers, out of all of the whole world, we ought to be the happiest, most positive people on this entire planet because we get all of this in heaven too. Amen. And so there ought, to be, there ought to be a light that reflects through us, and that ought to come, in the, come out in the way that we treat other people. You know, Jesus was described in Acts as being a person who went around doing good. 
Now, just a thought. Would that be a good description of you? If somebody was going to describe how you lived your life out last year, would it be that you went around doing good? And I thought, you know what? That's one of the challenges we ought to take. And so the challenge is I will commit to doing two or more acts of kindness a month that I might show the world the love of Christ in tangible ways. Will you accept the challenge to do that? We become the light by sharing his mission. I will commit to investing time in those who are far from God, sharing my faith story as God gives me opportunity and inviting at least one person or family a month to church. Yeah, again, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. Now, again, think this thought with me. It's not a question of whether or not you are a witness for Christ. It's what kind of witness are you being? And one of the things that you know, I become painfully aware of is that sometimes we become so hesitant about you know, letting God use us to have God conversations about people. And I want you to understand, God doesn't need more Bible scholars in the world. What he needs are some people who have had some real change happen in their life who can simply share that change with some other folks. And I want to challenge you. Would you take that challenge to say, you know what? I will, Lord, I'll be used by you in any way that you want me to share what you've done for me. That share his mission. That's one of the ways that we become his light. Another way that we become his light is by serving his people. Uh, again, I went back to how do we reflect the light of God, and here's the deal. God has, says in his word that he has given each and every one of us gifts and talents that are to be used in, in touching the lives of other people. So here's my question. Are you using those gifts and talents? You see, one of the things for me that, again, that I'm, I'm just so cognizant of is that if you're a Christ follower, you are just as gifted and you are just as called to ministry as I am as a pastor. And it's not just about being a professional clergy. It's about the fact that God has given, gifted you and has called you to serve in some capacity. And, and what's, what's wild is how many people never take time to discover their gifts or employ themselves into the service that God uses. That's why we put the challenge there. I will find one or more places to use the gifts and talents that God has given me to serve his church and or our community. Will you open yourself to be used by God? Paul in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says, you all together make up the body of Christ, and each and every one of you are a separate and necessary part. I double-dog dare you to take that challenge. A, a fifth way, and, and this was one when I, when I thought about it, I thought, yeah, we got to include this too. If we're going to be the light, we've got to seek his character. We've got to seek his character. Here's what I mean by that. I will address the habits, attitudes, and issues in my life that prevent the light of God from fully shining through me. I will seek to become a full reflection of his glory. You know, when I was thinking about us being the moon that get a shine, you know, as the moon goes through these phases, the earth gets in between the moon and the sun, and you get, you get this lower and lower, and when you get the whole thing blocked off, we get this total eclipse that happens. And that's what I think for, for a lot of us is in our journey with God, there are some things that come between us and Christ in our relationship with Him that simply keep us from shining His light in the way that we need to. And so our challenge is, will I allow God to help me identify those issues and address them so that I might shoot fully, um, fully shine for him? That's the challenges. Those are the five parts of the challenge that we want to give you for this year. Now, those of you who have been around me for any length of time, 
know that I'm really big on not just telling you what to do, but trying to give you tools so that you might do it. And that's what the idea, big idea is behind the, the power packs. Let me, let me walk up here. What I'm going to ask you to do today at the end, well, after this service is over, is I'm going to ask you to put your name on that challenge card, and I'm going to ask you to take it out to the lobby where there's a table that have these power packs that look like this, that are, are chock full of things that you can use to help you be that light that we're challenging you to be today. For example, the first one we talked about was studying the Word. In your power pack, one of the things that you're going to find uh, is a, a pamphlet by Wycliffe put out called Six Sweet Ways to Study Scripture. A, a lot of times I get people who will tell me, you know what, Pastor Steve, I just don't know how to study the Bible. And that's fair enough. But this will show you six different ways. In all of them, various kinds of ways. You might try uh, a different one once a month just to kind of see how it goes for you. But six different ways that you can open the Word of God for yourself to get into it, to study and get a little more. If you would like a Bible reading plan, uh, out in the lobby, we have um, on, at the Welcome Center, we have two different ones. This one's called the E100. This is 100 readings of Scripture that if you did these, it would, it would take you all the way through the Bible. Now, you don't read every part of the Bible. This skips a lot of the Levitical laws, and it skips a lot of the begattens. It skips the places where the Bible repeats itself in different books. But if you do the E100 readings where you sit down once a day, that's like reading the Bible once every three days, this would take you all the way through the Bible. For those of you particularly that are new to faith or, or young in your faith, I would encourage you to do this. This is called the Essential Jesus. This is 100 readings that will take you through the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. He's who we want to be like, amen? So why not read a little bit about his life to discover what that might be? Lots of different ways. And if none of those work for you, I promise you, you can go online and find a thousand different ways to do it. Now look at me. I want you to hear my heart with this. The Bible has become so available to us that the only way that you're, we are not getting it is because we choose not to get it. Amen? It, it's so available. We want to help you do that. Um, second challenge was about uh, doing the acts of kindness. And in your power pack, what you're going to find is a brochure that looks like this. It's called Show His Love. And somebody, I knew when I wrote this, somebody was going to say, well, what kind of acts of kindness? I don't really know what that means. Well, here you go. We're going to give you 100 different acts of kindness that you can do. These are things that are doable by anyone. They're broken down, 50 of them that would be pertinent for people that you know and 50 others for people that you don't know. You could do actually for strangers. 50 different ways that you can show the love of God or you know what? You can come up with, with your own. I, I know a lot of people when we talk about, again, about sharing our faith or letting God use us to connect to other people, we start panicking a little bit. Well, Pastor Steve, I'm not sure how to do that. So again, I put together a, 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 page, a sheet that looks like this. It's called Sharing the Light. And this is what I, what I walk through in this is, this is what it means, this is what you can do to begin to build relationships with people who are far from God. These are simple ways to simply make yourself available to connect with people that God might use you to touch their lives for Him. Uh, and it's sometimes along the way, uh, if, if someone would just say to you, hey, you know what, um, I, I, I love what I'm seeing in your life. I love your story of Christ. How do I commit myself to become a Christian? How do I take that step? You know, before you get all big-eyed and go, I have no idea. The last sheet in there is about this is how, what are the steps to becoming a Christian? A, B, C, D. It's real simple. We spelled it out for you so that anyone here would be able to lead someone in making a commitment to follow Jesus Christ as Lord. 
Um, not only that, but when you take the challenge, if you put your name on the card and put your t-shirt size on there, you get one of these incredible t-shirts that look like this. Now, I'm sorry you may not look this good in the t-shirt, but, but you, you get a t-shirt that you get a chance to be the light. And I, I, I put this one in, I started laughing as I did it. We also have decals that, that say Chartel Church, you've got that say Chartel on it with the cross, that you can put in the back window of your car. And this will remind you to not drive like an idiot in 2019, okay? This will remind you, no, you do not flip off the drivers that cut you off. Uh, this is to remind you, play nice out there. Be a witness for Christ. You know, one of, the, one of the cool things, I've had this happen to me a couple times at the Y when I've worn my Chartel staff shirt or one of our Chartel shirts when I'm working out, is that this is, shirts like this and things like this are really cool conversation starters for people to say, Chartel, what is that? Oh, that's where I go to church. Oh, really? Do you go to church anywhere? No, I haven't. You know what? You need to come to our church. It's really great. Our pastor is the absolute best in the entire world. So you can, <laughs> you, you can do that. Uh, serving his people for the challenge to serve his people, there is a, a, a card in there also that says, it says serve his people. On the back are various ministries in, in the church uh, that you can get involved in. There's lots of different things here. Uh, there are com other connections that we have to entities in our, in our city. If you'd like to get involved with that, out at the Welcome Center, you'll also find a brochure. If you're interested in working or helping with a team that works with uh, juveniles who are in prison, they go there a couple times a year to do weekends. For those, uh, for those juveniles. There's a rock teen ministry that you can get involved in. Lots of ways to serve, but we'll give you some starters again so that you can, that you can do that. And this was my favorite. I, I struggled when I was thinking about how do I help, help you seek his character? How do I help you address the habits and the things, the attitudes, the different things in our lives that we need God to fix? Come on, it's just us. How many of you know there's some stuff that is shading the light of Christ a bit in your life that you need to get rid of? Come on, come on, be honest. How many of you? Yeah, well, and I, and I thought, man, there's way too many. How do I do that? So I came up with this idea and I found this. I thought this was just the coolest thing ever. This Be the Light light bulb, it's a dry erase board. So here's what you can do. It has a little sticky thing with a magnet on it. You can put it on the back of it. You can hang it up on your refrigerator. You hang it up on your filing cabinet at work. And it has a dry erase pen. And you can either put a Bible verse that reminds you of what you're dealing with, if it's an attitude or, or an issue, or, or you can put a statement to yourself to just keeps it in front of you. Like for some of us, we may want to put this up, up on the refrigerator and it might want to say something like, no, don't eat that. <laughs> Or we might want to put it up on our refrigerator and say, keep your mouth closed. <laughs> or we might want to write a proverb that says, reckless words uh, pierce like a sword, but the words of the wise bring healing. It, it remind, we might want to write on it, um, be angry, but don't sin. Uh, we might want to write on it, be nice to your wife, be nice to your husband, be nice to your kids. <laughs> Whatever it is that God is dealing with you, this is a really cool way to simply keep it in front of you. And you know what I've discovered? I've discovered that along the way through the course of the year, God helps me focus on one thing. And as I deal with that, I, I get a better handle on it. And God shows me something else. You can erase it and put up the next thing that God is doing. And you can keep this in front of you about being the light um, all year long. And if that's not enough for you, if you buy today... <laughs> You also receive this be the light, this thing. This will shine all the way to the moon. 
I promise you. This is just a little gift that says, be the light on it with the Chartel Church of God logo and all for just a little thing you can keep in your car to help remind you. And again, you get one of these great t-shirts. Now, let's look at me for a second. All of this stuff is free to you. We put these packets together to help you become the best that you can be for God. Um, and I hope, no, I pray that each and every one of you will take the challenge. Now, come on, it's honest. None of us are going to live perfect lives. But my prayer is that each and every one of us will take the challenge to be the light that God wants us to be in 2019. Amen? Amen. Now, what I know is that you're not going to be able to be the light unless you really plug into the power that God has. And that's what I want to, I want to talk about today. Uh, if you want to take your sermon outline out of your worship folder, you can, you can track along with me. Uh, I'm going to blow through some of this stuff pretty quick. Throw that passage of Scripture up on the screen. John 15, Jesus said, Remain in me and I will remain in you, for a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Now read it out loud with me. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do, you can do what? Nothing. Now I want you to repeat out loud after me. I'm not nearly as strong as I think I am. That was pretty weak. Let's do it again. I'm not nearly as strong as I think I am. Now, I want to say that because if, if you think you're going to willpower your way into 2019 to be a brighter light for Christ, you're, you're really wrong. We need the power that only our Lord Jesus Christ can, can provide. We've got to find ways to, to really plug into that because as strong as you think you are, I promise you along the way, this world will prove you, prove you otherwise. I, I love it. Throw that picture up on the screen for me. This is a guy named Frank Guerin. Uh, Frank and his girlfriend uh, a few years back were walking through Veterans Park in Springfield, Illinois. And uh, as they were walking along, Frank was wanting to impress this new girlfriend that he had. And uh, he saw, he looked up in the tree and he said there was this squirrel. He said it was enormous. It was just this big, huge squirrel. And uh, Frank was telling his girlfriend that he used to hunt squirrel. And he said, you know, I can speak squirrel. And she said, yeah, Right. And so he started making these sounds, these squeaking sounds that she said sounded like a squirrel. And out of the blue, this squirrel, this gigantic squirrel, jumps out of the tree and onto his head. She was impressed. <laughs> but this thing, the squirrel jumped on his head and started clawing at him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he said to the squirrel, but he shouldn't have said it. You know what? Whatever he said, it made the squirrel. So the squirrel is, 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 is and this, he falls onto the ground, and he's trying to get the squirrel off. And his girlfriend is rolling in the grass, laughing her head off hysterically. Throw that next picture up. This is what he looked like when he was, look at his, look at his head all scratched up. Now, what, what's crazy about this, Frank's like 6'4", 240. He's in, uh, was, was uh, in the army. He was a sergeant in the army, did a tour in Iraq, actually received the Purple Heart from, his, from being been in, in Iraq. But this 6'4", 240-pound veteran was taken down by a squirrel. <laughs> Repeat it again. I'm not nearly as strong as I think I am. And I tell you, if you think you're going to get out there and do all this stuff on your own, you're going to get your tail kicked. I promise you, 
We need the power of God. You need it for several reasons. Track with me. We, we need the power that only God can provide. Uh, first of all, for, to overcome temptation. Just simply to overcome temptation. It's January the 6th. How many of you have already broken your New Year's resolutions? <laughs> liar, liar, catch on fire. <laughs> I promise. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we, we do because our willpower is simply not enough. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, Paul was writing. He said, you know what? Uh, the temptations that you struggle with are common to everybody. Temptations, nothing new. But here's what he says. He says, but God will not let you be tempted beyond your power to resist. When you're tempted, God will provide you a way out. But you need to be plugged in to God for God to provide you a way out. If you really want to deal with some of the things that are, that are pulling on you, guess what? You're going to need the power of God. You're going to need the power of God for perseverance to overcome difficulty. You're going to need the, the strength of God to overcome difficulty. Philippians chapter 4, uh, Paul says, For I can do all things, how? Through Christ who gives me the strength. Paul didn't say, I can do all things. I can do it on my own. I can will myself through it. I got the power of positive thinking going. He, didn't say, he said, I can do all things, how, church? Through Christ who gives me the strength. Now, here's what I know. I don't, I don't know what all is going to be ahead for you in 2019, but I do know this. You're going to have difficulty. You're going to come up against some things that I promise you are probably going to be bigger than you, but they're not bigger than the God you serve. You need the power of God to overcome that. Um, we need the power of God for the wisdom to make wise choices. We need God's help for the wisdom to make wise choices. Come on, it's just us. Can we be real honest? Some of the messes we got ourselves into last year were because of our own choices. We need to be smarter than we are. Now, we need more than that. We need the help of God to be wiser than we are. That's why I love what James says in chapter 1. James says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all men freely. Wouldn't it be great to have a year where we seek God before we make the mess where we're thanking God for the things that we avoided rather than always pleading for his grace to come bail us out for the messes that we made. We need his power for that kind of wisdom. We need his power for the courage to go against the flow. The courage to go against the flow. What I can promise you is somewhere along the way, you're going to find yourself surrounded by a group of people who are going to want to go in a direction that you shouldn't go. And somehow or another, you're going to have to find the strength to walk away from them to follow Christ. And I promise you, with our high need for approval, for most of us, that's going to be incredibly difficult. But with God's strength and God's power, we can do that. And there's one more. We need God's power for the influence to make an impact on others. We need God's power for the influence to make an impact on others. Look at me. It's not us who change the lives of people around us. It's God. But if we make ourselves available to God, he can speak through us and use us to make a huge impact on the lives of people around us. We need him for all those things. Well, Pastor Steve, how do we get that power? Where do we find it? Glad you asked. Backside of your outline. I'm going to use the word, the, the word power as an acrostic. Let me give you five things. I'm going to give them to you quick. You ready? Here we go. The first is pray. The first is to pray. 
I know that many of you may not say that you are people of prayer. Um, prayer might not be something that you spend a lot of time doing. Um, and I'm not even telling you you have to pray for hours of time. But I am going to tell you this. Prayer changes things. Primarily, prayer changes you. I've discovered in my life that when I pause to spend time with God, when I talk to Him about where I'm at, what I'm going through, God deals with me. I found also that when I make it a point to pray specifically about situations and things that I'm dealing with, I find the sovereign hand of God working more so than in times I don't. I, I wish I understood it all. I really, I'm going to tell you I really don't, but I do know this. Prayer makes a difference, and we need to pray. Here's what James says. Throw it up on the screen for me. Read it out loud. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. I don't know how much time you're going to spend in prayer, but I'm going to tell you, you need to, you need to pray. Secondly, the O stands for the word others. The word others. Jesus said, where two or three gather together in my name, I'm there in their midst. And what I'm going to tell you is one of the reasons we're so big on you getting into a class or a group on Sunday morning or Wednesday night or, or, or getting together with other believers is because there is a strength that you get that you're only going to get by rubbing shoulders with other people who are going in the same direction. Um, throw that passage of Scripture up from Proverbs, would you please? Read this out loud with me. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Uh, this last semester, I was teaching a class on Wednesday night um, from Max Licato stuff on be anxious for nothing. And at uh, different points, we were having people share their stories of how God helped them through a very anxious moment. And what was really cool for me was after class, uh, watching as someone went up to somebody who had shared their story, thanking them, saying, I am so glad you shared that because I'm going through that right now. And there's a strength that God can provide only when we get together with other believers. Uh, the third is the Word, and we talked about that. Um, I'm going to look you in the eye and tell you, you are never going to be the man of God or the woman of God that you desire to be without spending some kind of time in the Word of God. Uh, throw that image up on the screen. I read, I thought, I saw this. I thought this was so cool. It says, you know what? When we pray, we talk to God. When we read the Bible, God talks to us. And I'm going to tell you that in my own experience with, with God and just having a, a quiet time, it's been amazing to me how many times um, in, in just reading his word, something that I was just, you know, going through a particular, following a, a script of what I was reading next, how God used that word on that day to say something specifically that I needed in that moment. To deal with Steve, to talk about me and my relationships with someone else, to talk about me and my journey with God. But I'm going to tell you that the most direct way that God is going to speak to you is through his word. You're going to have to find a way somehow to get connected to it. Um, throw that passage of scripture up. Here's what Paul wrote to Timothy. He said, all scripture is inspired by God and it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Next slide, please. Thank you. It corrects us when we are wrong, and it teaches us to do what is right. Read this out loud with me. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. God's going to use his word to prepare and equip you. You got to be connected to the word. Here's another one that I thought of, and I thought, you know, this is going to be real important too, and I don't know how many of you will have a chance to take advantage of this, but it's, it, the E stands for experiences. When I was thinking about how 
God uh, has spoken to me and, and how he has empowered me through the years. One of the things I realized were how many of those moments were times where I got away from my everyday life and got with God somewhere else, and it was through there that God spoke to me. Uh, for example, well, you know, I grew up in the church, but it was at youth camp after my ninth grade year when God spoke to my heart and I committed myself to become a Christ follower. It was at that same youth camp a year later when I was, uh, you know, there that, that God spoke to me and I felt that first call to, to, to serve him as a pastor. It was uh, a few years later on the way to an international youth convention where I was just in the back of the bus reading and God spoke to my heart and, 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 and just really nailed me and just said, you know, uh, you know, anything that comes between me and your relationship with you is, is, is got to be getting rid of. And, and, I, and it was when that moment I was wrestling with God over this lordship issue and it was there that God broke my heart. And I kid you not, man, I got down on my knees next to this stinky bathroom in the back of a Graham bus. And I cried out to God and I said, Lord, I want all of you or none of you. I'm so tired of being wishy-washy in my faith. And that was a breakthrough moment. I can look back in ministry and tell you, I can, I can take you back to conferences at specific times where I was at a conference and God showed me something that I really needed to see that changed my focus or changed the direction of my life for ministry. And, and again, I, I, we have men's retreats that are coming up. We have women's opportunities to get away. All I want to say is that as these experiences come, I want to encourage you to take advantage of them because God, it's like a, kind of like a booster rocket that God can use in your life to do things that don't normally get done. I love what it says in Exodus 19 when he talks about Moses. He says, then Moses went up to God, read it with me, and the Lord spoke to him from the mountain. And my encouragement to you is somewhere along the way this year, find a mountain and get alone with God. I'm going to give you the R. If you really want to tap into the power of God, you need to respond. What do I mean? It means you need to do something with the things that God shows you. <laughs> Is there anything more frustrating than working with someone who's telling you they want to be this or do this and you show them exactly what they need to do to be that or do that and they don't do it? How many of you have ever had people like that in your life? Yes. And, and, and it makes you crazy. You ever wonder how God feels? When we say, God, show me, you know, God, help me, and God, God lays it out, and, and we just walk away, and we don't do it, it's, it's, it's the same thing. In fact, throw the passage of Scripture up on the screen. James 1.22, read it out loud. But don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. In other words, as you lean into God, I, I want you to just say, Lord, I, I need my heart to be obedient. Whatever you show me, help me to do. Paul says to Timothy, he said, you know, whatever you've seen or heard in me, put it into practice. Then the peace of God will be with you. Throw that statement up on the screen for me. I put this at the bottom of your outline. Our problem is really not a lack of power. Our problem is a lack of plugging into it. Amen. Herbert Jackson uh, was a missionary. Um, when he got to his assignment, uh, the missionary who was leaving was showing him around and showing him where everything was. And, 
he took him out and he showed him this old car. And he said, somebody donated this car uh, to the mission. And he said, you can use it. He said, but it, you have to push start it. It doesn't, it won't start. So you have to push it to get it started. Now, I, I know I'm probably the oldest one in the room. Um, yeah. <laughs> How many of you have ever push started a car by popping the clutch? Anybody? Oh, okay. Several of you have. You'll, you'll get this then. Some of the new people say, what do you mean pop the clutch? And I know you never heard of this. But you could, you could actually just get the car rolling and then pop the clutch and you could start the car. Well, that's what this way this car was. And, um, but the guy said he never hardly used it because it had to be pushed. Well, Herbert, he, he realized that there was a school about a block away from where he lived. And so he went over and he asked the headmaster, he said, I've got a problem with this car. Could I get some of your students to help me? And he said, yeah. So they took him. What he did, he got this group of students to push him. He got in the car and they pushed him and he popped the clutch and the car started right up. And so he was able to make his rounds and he thought, well, this is so cool. So what he would do is every day he would go to the school, get a group of students and they would get him push started. And when he would make his rounds that day throughout wherever he was traveling, he would either park on a hill where he could get the car rolling on his own, or he would just leave the car running while he was in and then come back out. He did that for two years. He, he, he operated that way. Then he was leaving the mission field, and he was heading, heading back to the U.S., and when the new missionary arrived, he was showing him around, and he took him out, and he showed him the car. He said, you know, it uh, doesn't start. He said, you got you know, you to push start it to get it going. He said, but let me tell you what I've discovered. And Herbert was so excited because, you know, he told him how the school was working with him and how he was able to use it. He said the other missionary couldn't use it at all, but I've got to use it, and here's what you can do. And Herbert was really proud. And the guy said, well, you know what? I'm a little bit of a mechanic. Why don't you pop the hood for me? So the guy popped the hood and the, the missionary got under there and he goes, well, here's your problem. And he found out that the, the battery cable was just loose and he tooled it off and he cleaned it off and he retightened the battery cable. He said, now hit the ignition. And Herbert went, <laughs> fired right up. Herbert said, for two years, <laughs> I sweated and worried and pushed and strained. And they said, and all the time, power was right there. I just needed to connect to it. I want you to hear my heart. If we're honest, for some of us, 2018 was a lot harder for us than it really needed to be. It was harder for us because we were trying to do it all out of our own strength. Let's do this year differently. What if this year we really commit ourselves to plugging in to the power that God provides? If we could do that as a congregation, what kind of light could we bring to South Oklahoma City? Amen. Let me pray. Father, I thank you today for this brand new year and a chance to write a brand new story. And my prayer, Lord, is that you would help us to write a story that is worthy of you. You who came and declared yourself to be the light of the world, opened your life to us and said, now you are the light of the world. And Father, my prayer for each and every one of us is that you would help us to become the brightest lights that we can be. Lord, I pray a prayer of blessing over every one of our congregational members who take the challenge today. For everyone who puts their name uh, on that card 
and who takes their packet and just opens their life. Uh, Father, I pray that you will do things through them this year that they've never done before. I pray that you will pour yourself into them uh, to a depth and degree that they've never experienced. And I pray that you would show yourself through them in ways that they've never even imagined. God, I pray that you would remove all of the shadows from our life that, that block off others' view of you, that they might see the fullness of your glory. Lord Jesus, we, we understand we will never live perfect lives. But we do know we can live brighter lives than we've had. So would you help us today to be your light in this dark world? Help us to power up through the power of your Holy Spirit. In your precious name we pray. And everyone said, amen.